What's going on, you guys? Welcome back to the Help More Sell More podcast. Episode two is here. Joe, how are we doing tonight? Doing absolutely fantastic. I'm uh, I'm I'm podcasting from the Lake of the Woods headquarters. One of the benefits of being in sales is that when you actually ramp up your game, you can actually be able to do things like this on a lakefront property. So what can I tell you? I'm, uh, I'm stoked to be in here. And uh, this one's going to be such a great topic. Oh my God, this is so important for everybody. I'm excited about this one. I, I think that everybody listening though should know that you, you water taxi to your spot, right? Like you literally drive a boat to where you're at right now. Uh, yeah, <laughs> currently, yes. There's a whole story about the road being closed. There is... Uh, the road is in negotiation with the, it's a long story, but yeah, for the last couple of years, I've been coming here for on Lake of the Woods, my whole life, this particular property for over 25 years. And for the last couple of years, I've had to boat in and it's not, uh, you know, let's face it. We don't want to be in a position where I'm, I'm a big believer. This is a first world problem. I'm not going to complain that I've got to take my boat to come to my cabin. I mean, are you kidding me? It's I'm very, very lucky. And, and obviously for those of us that are in sales, you know, I have worked very hard on this craft to be able to get to a place where it allows me to be able to do this. And yeah. we're here, you and I, to be able to share what you and I have learned in our respective careers collectively to help you, the listener, to be able to get to this place and beyond. That's why it's help more, sell more. We're here to help you guys. Absolutely, man. All right, you guys, I am Jeff Burlingame with Burley Sales. We got Joe Marcou here speaking with me, my co-host, uh, who is with Joe Marcou and Army of One and also the Sales Dojo. So you, yes. can, you can find us all over the internet. We are on Instagram. We are on Facebook. Uh, go look up the real, are you the real Joe Marcou? Is that yeah, your Instagram? The, the, the Joe Marcou, or by the time you're hearing this, you can go check out SOS Dojo. That's D-O-J-O-E. Dot com. Love it. All right. So we got a new site coming up. I'm excited yeah. for that. By awesome. the time, by the time this is airing, it's up for sure. Yeah. Dig it, man. Uh, you can find me burlysales.com or burly underscore sales on Instagram, burly sales on Facebook. And that is B-U-R-L-Y. Uh, and again, both of us come from this help more, sell more background. Like that is how we've always learned sales and trained people in sales. It's a little, uh, I'd say against the grain of sort of this sales culture that you guys see on the, the Instagram, the, the fabulous, uh, just ridiculous standing on a Lamborghini kind of like sales, uh, direction of training. We're a little bit different than that. And that's on purpose because our target audience would be, uh, the, the individual who is maybe a reluctant salesperson, maybe someone who's a Afraid of sales, maybe somebody who you know struggles to to uh, make those sales, and we all know everybody sells. Everybody on this planet is in sales, uh, whether you like it or not. So we're here to help those individuals. And today is a great topic for that. We're talking about one of my favorite things to never say to my wife because I'd get hit in the face, and that is shut up, right? <laughs> so. The this is something that every salesperson needs to learn and probably learn the hard way. I know I did. And I think our question of the day is going to maybe open this up a little bit if we get into that. But if not, we're going to talk about some stories in a little bit. So today's episode, we're talking about being quiet after you ask for the sale. Shut up. 
you shut up. You don't say anything. <laughs> and it's, oh my God, it's such a tough lesson to learn. But hey, let's warm up for the show. Let's do a little question of the day. We're going to start shaking things up. We're going to put this into our episodes as a way for Joe and I to, one, reminisce in the past, but two, bring forth a lesson that we've learned uh, from our experiences. And this one I think is a fun one. So here's the question of the day, Joe. Your worst sales experience, wait for it, as a customer, oh my what is God. You were the customer. What was your worst sales experience ever? I've, you know what? It's crazy. And I'm sure everybody right now, you're all re- reflecting on this. And I can roll my eyes and r- recall several. There's one in particular. I was in an electronics store. I was looking to buy a big screen TV. So this isn't that long ago. I got ambushed. And I got <laughs> ambushed by two guys it was awful. It was yeah. awful. I, it was, it, I mean, when I say I got ambushed, it was, they jumped on me when I walked in the store, they asked what I was looking for. And I said, well, I'm considering a big screen TV. And that's all I got to say. That was it. And then the, these guys proceeded, these guys proceeded to do what's called Like there's a disease that happens with people that are, that you might be well-meaning and there's a disease that's called FDS and FDS, right? Stands for feature dumping syndrome. And so (laughs) this FDS starts to happen to these two guys and they're showing off their expertise in terms of what they know about the, you know, the number of pixels and uh, the, the, like the clarity and then, and they're going over numbers and they're not even talking about the price of the TV. They're just telling me about the size and these chips inside and this, and these features, these features, they never once asked me how big's the room. They, they just kept telling me about stuff about the TV and they wouldn't stop. I swear to God, I felt like they were barfing all over me <laughs> when they were finally done. And by the way, I had to interrupt them. I, I left. It was so bad. It was, I, I, I was insulted by the fact that these guys were, and they were bringing me, I have no problem if you're going to do, you know, top down selling. I'm all for it. In fact, I believe in the process base your top down based on what is best for me, not best for you, the salesperson. Right. And base it on the options that are going to be best. They didn't ask me one qualifying or rapport building question. It was tell, 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 tell. And the answer to that is shut up. <laughs> and, and, then on, and then on top of that, they didn't even get to a point where they asked me for the sale and were quiet, which of course is a really important aspect. And we, yeah. you know, for any of you, let me ask you this. Do you ever feel that as a salesperson, you don't want to come across aggressive? Oh yeah. Because if, that, if that's your answer, if the answer is yes, you're, you're listening to the right show. Because these two guys, again, I was double teamed. So I felt like, oh my God, they're all over me. They were super aggressive. I couldn't speak because they weren't asking me any questions. And so no. it, like, like that was pushy beyond control. The, yeah. the polar opposite of being aggressive is being passive. And I'm telling you guys, you cannot be a passive in your approach either. So what's the delicate balance? And this is what Jeff and I are looking to help everybody with in this help more, sell more podcast. And that, that is being what we call player a game. And that is assertive, not aggressive. So the fine line is if you're passive, 
your customers can walk all over you and then mm -hmm. you don't claim your authority and your expertise. If you're too aggressive, you turn people off. So you can still be the authority and expert by asking questions and then just shutting up and allowing <laughs> your prospect to answer. And so the experience that I had, Jeff, was so brutal. These guys were awful. I left there and I went to another store and they were fantastic and I bought. Wow. I love it. And, and my story is going to closely mirror that. So uh, I picked this question specifically for this episode for this reason, because I figured you had that experience. I can, I, I can pretty much rest assured anybody listening to this show has probably had that experience. I think that's safe to oh, say. Yeah, I th we all have, we all have. And that's, I think another reason why people are afraid of getting quote unquote into sales, or they don't want to come across like the people that they've had the experience with in the past. And right. we're here to tell you, you don't have to go down that road to be successful in this quite honestly, very satisfying vocation. It's mm -hmm. great when you can help people get the products or services that they're looking for because they have a problem. And if you have a solution for them, whether it's a program, whether it's coaching, whether it's a product, uh, if, if, if you are helping people, man, does it feel good? Oh yeah. hundred percent. So my story closely resembles uh, yours, but it's in a furniture store. Okay. And I think everybody kind of knows where I'm going with this. And uh, we have a guy in our, in our dojo group. Is it Chris? Yeah. Who furniture for like 22 years? Was it yeah, like a long yeah, over 20 years? And I mean, yeah. you, you can hear it in his, his yeah. habits are there. And I mean, Chris is a great guy. And Absolutely. now he's, he's unlearning those habits from those days. But go ahead. I'm curious about this story. Yeah. So, I mean, no, I just wanted to say no offense to Chris or anybody in the profession, but this lady, when we went into the store and, you know, at, at this point, furniture stores in Michigan, in the U.S. where I'm at, like kind of dying. Uh, Art right. Van, our biggest one, out of business, bankrupt, gone. Uh, and then in place of them in some of these warehouses, other furniture, furniture stores have dropped in and then immediately died within six months. It's absurd. It's like a death sentence at this point. Wow. So furniture stores are kind of going sideways uh, because you can buy it all online now, right? right. So you go, right. you go to Wayfair, right? So yeah. I go into the store with my wife and we're looking for kitchen table, right? Kitchen table, dining set. We're just, we just moved this summer. So this is prior to moving. We're like planning ahead. Let's get the furniture, blah, blah, blah. So we go to the store and no one, no customers, not a single one five salespeople, uh, all just buried in their iPads. So we walk in, this lady immediately perks up, ooh, customers, and like borderline sprints to us, runs over to us and is like, how can I help you, blah, blah, blah. Like just throwing herself at us. And we're like, okay, we just kind of like, we want to look around because it's a big warehouse full of stuff. And we don't know yeah. what we want yet. Let us just look. So she lets us look within, I'll say lets us look in air quotes, within 60 seconds, she's back. And she's just like, all right, what do you, yeah, what do you think about this? Like the first thing we walk by and look at, she's like, yeah, so this kitchen table, let me tell you about it. Uh, you know, if you want, you can order it this way. We do custom colors, blah, blah, blah. And she was just, like you said, feature vomiting, feature dumping on us. And we're just like, I, I don't even know what I want yet, lady. Just let me have a moment to look. She wouldn't leave us alone. I, I purposely zigzagged the whole store. I was like, you know, when you run from like an alligator, like you're supposed to zigzag. <laughs> I was, I was zigzag. Alligator sales. 
I was like, just get me out of here. So I zigzag, I go behind a wall, I go behind like some other area. She pops out around the corner. She's like, yeah, so let me tell you about this dining set. I'm like, lady, she's go a cool. She's so, a girl's ass. <laughs> she was, it was straight up, we were roadkill. She was a buzzard. She was just like circling around us. It was ridiculous. I was so upset. And my wife was like, it's her job. This is how I was like, I get that she's supposed to sell, but this is this what she's doing. This is not her job. It's this is not what she's us. doing. Yeah. She needs to let us look. And then she could have asked us, like you said, some qualifying questions, some rapport building questions. No, like you don't care about the house I'm moving into, what I'm doing. You don't care about any of that. You just want to make a sale on a table and you're just throwing at me like, oh, uh, what do you think about that color? Oh, would you rather have this color? Like, no, I haven't, I haven't responded to you at all so i just ignored her the whole time we left didn't buy anything and we eventually ordered all our stuff on wayfair because we didn't want to go back to a furniture store she burned us on that wow yeah like i'm not going back to those i hate going to furniture stores because i just have this now you know situation has occurred to me i'm like this is going to happen again and this is, this is the whole thing, you know, you and I have talked about this before and, you know, guys, I'm in my fifties and I can tell you that back when I was in my early twenties, what I was taught back then does not apply to today. So yeah. if anybody is thinking about, Hey, what's the old school? Like there's, and, and I'm, I'm not taking anything away from those teachers that I had from way back when, and, and listen, they're big names in the sales industry. Now, all the way back to Zig Ziglar and Brian Tracy, they still have a lot of value to the things that we're doing today. Don't get me wrong. Like these, these guys are masters and I'm standing on their shoulders. There's no question. And that being said, there, things have changed and mm-hmm. the consumer comes in significantly more prepared and more armed with information because of the fact that we have the world in our pockets on our mobile phones. So yeah. one of the things that I want to give you guys as an added bonus on this whole shut up piece is play your A game. When somebody walks in, don't ignore them, but you don't have to run up to them literally from like yards away, 50 yards away. It doesn't matter. You can say, Hey folks, have a look around. We'll be with you in a quick minute. And just leave them be acknowledge and then give them space. Don't get in their bubble because if you get in their bubble, it's exactly what's going to happen with, with, with Jeff and his wife. Nope. I'm done. Yeah. hundred percent. And I think what might be a good analogy is like a waiter or waitress at a restaurant. So like you go to a restaurant what happens? Like, what's the expected experience? You see the hostess, they don't ignore you, right? They acknowledge you. Maybe there's a line and they say, Hey, welcome folks. And then I'll be right with you. Like yeah, you I'll said, take your name down, be with you yep. in a minute. You get to your table, but what, what is restaurant about? It's about that experience. It's yep. about my time with my wife. If I'm on a date night and waitress comes up, you know, what can I get you folks to drink? Blah, blah, blah. The one end of the spectrum aggressive would be the waitress constantly coming back and you feel like you're getting pushed out of the restaurant. You know, that fast dinner experience. Or even worse, they come to the table and they don't even take your drink order. They just come to the table and they go, all right, the dinner specials are, you know, the, uh, the, the tomahawk steak and you should really get that. Would you like it? Like you don't even, you haven't even opened up the damn menu and they're trying to sell you the most expensive item. It's like, Clearly there's a spiff on tomahawk steaks tonight for you. (laughs) Exactly. So, you know, there's, there's the one end of the spectrum. They're aggressive. They're all over you there. You feel like you're getting rushed out of the restaurant. They're trying to tell you what to eat, blah, blah, blah. The other end is that you've all had this experience too. You get sat down and you don't see anybody for 35 minutes. 
Yeah, you don't even get a water. <laughs> you don't even get a water. Nobody like, pays attention to you. Yeah. So I feel like, you know, and and, and being a, a, a waiter, a waitress is a sales job. It Absolutely really is. it is. It's, it's about ability. It's about creating that rapport. Um, I've had great experiences experiences in the restaurant. I've had terrible experiences, but the great ones have always been just a really likable individual who tries to connect with us and uh, help improve our experience at the restaurant that day. So again, go back to what I said at the beginning of the show. Everybody sells, and, Every- and this is this is exactly it, Jeff. And it, and it, this ties in really well. The the best servers that I've ever had are ones that are asking questions so they, mm-hmm. they they're attentive not aggressive right so they're assertive they're attentive playing their a game not aggressive and then when they come back after they've given us time they come back and they go so what looks good to you and then if you ask recommendations they'll suggest and generally the best ones are, are giving options well yeah. you know what what's your preference are you looking for something seafood or are you looking something more land-based? And then it's like, right. And then they come down to it and they'll say, so are you into sauces or do you want to have something that's more of a dry rub? And then suddenly you get the, and they'll great salespeople will ask questions and they'll say, how do you feel about garlic? Or would you like something that's a little bit more fragrant? Wow. Right. You're asking the right questions. Like, are you into white wine, red wine, or is it, do you want to have, do you want to pair your meal with something else? You're selling me with asking those questions. I, I'm salivating while I'm, I'm asking that. Right. And I'm not, it's, it's the questions. And then when they ask, and this is the key factor of today. So what, what's, what are you in the mood for? Shut up. And then ask <laughs> the next question and be quiet. And, and so if you have to be responsive, and then when you respond, just be quiet and allow the prospect to process. And don't be scared of quiet. Slow mm-hmm. it down. And I know in a podcast, we're supposed to not have, you know, radio Awkward silence. <laughs> so just imagine that in the silence. Wait, wait, I got it. Just for fun, just pause the audio right here and yes. embrace the awkward yeah. silence. Yeah. Like in it, that, that, that quiet, by the way, is a salesperson's best friend because you're not being aggressive. If you feel that being quiet is pushy, you have it wrong. Being quiet is allowing your prospect or your customer to make a decision. Decision is what adds to a sale. Mm-hmm. And and we're not to make that point even more clear, like we're not strong arming, right? So we're not saying what's it going to be? And then being silent, like, like you said, we asked a legitimate question that should potentially move us closer to the sale and or help us build or increase or improve trust in our relationship with this prospect, which is the idea. So uh, you brought this up before we hopped on. Uh, there, there's speaking of like, you know, the, the gurus of the day, one of those old adages was that the first person to speak loses. So, so brutal. I mean, back, you know, if you, if you think back of the movies that, and I still enjoy watching these films, they crack me up, whether it's boiler room or Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, wall street, (laughs) wolf of wall street. Closers, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah, Exactly. It, the, the fact of the matter is the old school, we used to say, whoever speaks first loses. Mm-hmm. Now, it's, again, 
we do need to be quiet when we ask a question. This allows our prospect to reflect and we have to watch for all of those body language cues. Mm -hmm. Are they reflecting? Are their eyes going up and they're thinking about something? Don't interrupt. Don't interrupt the thinking process. Allow it to happen because whoever speaks first is making the buying decision. And in boiler room, it's either they're buying stock from you or they're selling you on why they're not buying. Either way, a sale is made on every call you make. And it's, it's true. So if I'm interrupting the thinking process of my prospect, I'm disrespecting them. It's like sometimes I'm, I've experienced this many times. I've left a place of business and I'm like, I don't know why I didn't buy it. Just, I didn't feel right about that place. And what's happened is I was being interrupted, not speaking. I'm talking like they were interrupting my thinking because I needed to reflect on something. And I could tell you a quick story on that. That cost me so much money. Oh, I love this one. I know Uh, the story. Yeah. the, The expensive treadmill. Back when I had my exercise equipment store, a guy comes in, his name's Tony. Tony comes in and he announces to me, I want the best treadmill money could buy. I want, I want the best, best one. So I, I didn't take him to a, yeah, I'm like all excited. I didn't take him to the most, the, the, the best home treadmill. No, I took him to the best health club treadmill that I was going to put in his house. It was $8,000 back then. So I do the demo I could see he's impressed. I said, so Tony, what do you think? Do you want to take it? And I interrupt real quick. So rather, and he's looking up his, he's imagine a guy looking up and his eyes are going to the left and I interrupt and I go, let me go see what I can do. <laughs> like, I mean, I didn't even let him think. So I immediately go to my computer. I come back and I go, oh, I'll get you 10% off. And I discount. Now we, we have another show coming up in the future about the, the failure of discounting. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cut this story short. All that to be said that Tony at the end, after I discounted it, $1,500, you guys. It's a, I'm, I'm embarrassed. However, <laughs> it was the best $1,500 lesson I could give you. Because yeah. since then, myself and my clients have literally sold for hundreds of millions of dollars worth of product and services over the years. And the answer was, Tony said to me, Joe, can I offer you a piece of advice? And I said, sure, Tony. I was going to pay full price. The F word that came to mind, I'm not going to say it on this podcast. It was, not it, was, <laughs> it was, yeah, yeah. It was crazy. It was super loud in the back of my mind. And, and, and mm-hmm. he, he told me, he said, you didn't give me the chance to think about which credit card was best suited for points. Like nope. Tony was, uh, you know, a well-to-do business person who had several different credit cards and he was reflecting on what am I going to put this on? Am I going to get the free groceries or am I going to get air, air miles or am I going to get airline points or whatever else kind of credit card he had or cash back? It, I didn't give him the chance to think you guys. So if the answer is, Hey, so Tony, what do you think? Do you want to take it? And he was ready to pay full price. The answer is this. I don't care how long the clock goes. Just imagine that clock going for 60 seconds or longer. The painful part for all of us, the painful part is that we need to shut up. Mm -hmm. Just be quiet. 
and revel on. We need to be, I'm at a point now where I revel in the quiet. Yes. That's it, man. Enjoy it. As opposed to, oh my God, I need to fill in the blank space like a podcast. No. Yep. Comfort and silence. That that's really where it's at. I feel like the main issue a lot of people deal with, and you know, this is to your point, like something we address uh, with the Burley Sales System. Like when you go through that program, it's it's your mindset. It's this this urge to speak, which I think we can both agree. Like twenty twenty one everybody's got this urge to speak, even though they probably shouldn't. Uh, and I think that, that it's definitely an issue that most salespeople encounter. Like I've had that experience. You've had that experience. It's this urge to speak is the problem. And like, what are you going to do when you speak? We've talked about this on the show. We'll probably say it every single episode. Telling isn't selling. So if you're going to make a statement, like maybe rethink that as a question, maybe re reframe it as a question, because questions are what get you the information that you need. And we've mentioned this on the first episode, people buy from people that they like, know, and trust. Right. And you mentioned like, oh, this experience, I don't know why I didn't buy. I didn't feel right. Well, you didn't feel right because you didn't trust that person. You didn't like that person. And it's natural just as, as human beings, it's natural for us to develop a little more trust and and, uh, to like someone a little bit more when they ask us questions about us, about uh, what we're going to do in the future, like, you know, who we're going to be. So I worked in gym sales for a long, long time. And when I was there, most of the time when I'm selling personal training, I need to know about this person that's sitting across from me. Like, what do they want? Why do they want that? Like, for example, if you go into gym sales, if you guys are selling at gyms right now, you you understand this, but I, I'll, I'll say any service-based business. If you go in there and you just ask a person like, you know, what do you want? Like, what were you hoping we could do for you? Maybe what are your goals, right? That's often what we do in the fitness industry. And they would say something very commonly like, I want to lose weight. Now, if I'm the teller and I'm not the question asker, and I'm the one who's going to talk too much. I'm going to step on my own feet. I'm going to do foot and mouth syndrome here. And I'm going to just go roll with that. You want to lose weight? Great. We can help you do that. Personal trainers do that all the time. I got a great program. Here's how it's going to work. I'm going to help you lose weight. Here's the problem. Losing weight is not the actual goal, right? And you don't know what the actual goal is until you ask enough questions. So if you guys are familiar with, say, motivational interviewing or the five whys, right? You continue to ask, you peel back the layers. And I make this joke to uh, people I'm training in sales all the time, but um, ogres are like onions. They have layers. So I'm going to Shrek you real quick, but uh, you peel back those layers to get to the root, the real problem. And what happens is eventually you uncover what we call the hot button in sales, which is this thing that a person has an emotional attachment to. Go for the feels. Yes. I'm going to go all the way back to Joe's story about the TV. Now, Joe, if the people at the TV store that you went to, we won't name it, (laughs) but at, at the store that you went to, if they had asked you questions about, like you said, the room, where's this going in your house? What do you, what do you and your family uh, intend to do with it? Right. What what kind of experience are you looking for? Right. You you can even ask, so are you planning on, is this primarily for movies? Are you watching television or are you going to be watching sports? So say, for example, yeah, I'm going to be watching hockey. You know what? Awesome. So what's your favorite team? Are you a Winnipeg Jets fan? Actually. And then, you know, you hear something else. It's like, 
Awesome. So are you going to be entertaining? And then you could start getting me to imagine having people over and what that's going to feel like. And then yeah. you can compliment that. So, you know, if, Hey, if, if we could help you not only have it look like you're there, but also have it sound like you're there, would that interest you? And now you're selling me on the idea of getting a sound system to go with the TV, as opposed to telling me everything that the TV is. And there's this many pixels and it's HD and blah, 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 barf. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know what UHD means, nor do I care. I don't it care. With me, right? What is my experience going to be like? And that's the point, man. It's just when you ask questions and you shut up, what happens is you listen. And when you listen, actively listen, you're paying attention, you learn and you hear things that help you make the sale. Like people will sell themselves if you ask enough of the right questions, you 100%. don't have to sell a darn thing. You don't, I mean, you're probably going to handle some objections, but I promise you it's going to be way easier to handle those objections than if you were just feature dumping on them for 45 minutes. And, and this is the thing for, especially for those who are in product-based sales, you have these sales reps that come in and your reps are there to try to show you product in comparison to their quote unquote competitors. So people go into my specs versus the, the other products that you might have in your location specs. So like in the bicycle industry, well, they've got, you know, a, a derailleur with 10 gears, but we've got 11 gears and they've got this many, you know, this many buttons, but we've got this many buttons. And it's like more isn't always better. And yep. this idea and all that does is it pushes people like if you're going what versus what it pushes the price. It, 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 the, the common denominator is price as opposed to value. So yeah, it's, it's a race to the bottom at that point. You are a commodity. So just remember this, and, and this is a total paraphrasing of a Simon Sinek quote, which is people don't buy what you sell. They buy why you sell it. Yo. And I add, Sell is not the word from the quote, but that's what I add. And I agree. Does this as well because it's not about your product. As we just mentioned with your TV experience, we could, we could be like, go to Costco, you're going to get it cheaper. Go to Walmart, you're going to get it cheaper, right? Yep. But what is the experience that they're selling? And I promise you, the people selling the TV at Costco or Walmart or whatever store you're not selling it at, they're not selling it this way. No way. You can they're win. selling it based on price. Yeah. And so if you take the time to ask the right questions and pause, and if you feel agitated in between each question, that's okay if you feel that way. Yeah. Learn to practice quiet between answers. And the answers have to come from your prospect. If you're answering before your prospect answers you, your prospect, even if they don't figure it out, they're going to feel a certain way towards you. And you nailed it, Jeff. They're not going to trust you. They don't trust you or if they don't like you and they don't really know why it's because you're not respecting their thinking time. hundred percent. And, you know, ultimately guys, what we want to do is we want to end each show, each episode with a big action step. I think the action step from this episode's pretty gosh dang obvious. Uh, I'll give you, <laughs> I'll give you my experience real quick. I just want to throw this out there. I'm pretty proud of this. Uh, the longest I have waited or reveled in silence, as you mentioned, Joe, was five minutes with a person <laughs> directly across from me. This was in the gym. That's uh, awesome. 
I was selling personal training. I had a lady and uh, she just, she processed for a real long time. But I'll tell you guys, uh, I did not say a thing. I did not speak. I just waited <laughs> and I just kind of like tap my foot, you know, without being annoying. I didn't want to like, you know, shake the table or like twiddle my thumbs or like, you know, just like look at her. <laughs> so I just kind of, I turned to the side a little bit, put my elbow on the table and did this for legitimately five minutes. And at the end she bought, she signed up for personal training for a year. Good uh, stuff, man. Congrats. <laughs> so you, you know, you got to practice it. It's kind of like meditation in a way. Like at first meditation, like if you first get into meditation, you're going to meditate for 45 seconds to be like, all right, cool. I got to check my phone now. But if you practice <laughs> exactly. and practice and practice, then you can eventually build this endurance for it, right? To revel in that silence, to revel in the quiet. And we have such a loud, noisy world that we live in right now. Like the quiet is actually something appealing. I feel like during the pandemic, a lot of people who, uh, you know, I guess are in shelter, like just away from others, forcibly away from others, you're not supposed to be near them, you know, social distancing and all, uh, kind of found this new like, oh, man, maybe I'm an introvert. <laughs> like I have more maybe. energy now, because I'm inside. I kind of I kind of like this, you know. Um, so you just yeah, you, you get practice in the quiet. So I'd, I'd recommend action step from the day. Be quiet, practice it. Yeah, play hey. <laughs> go, go with a comfort crushing exercise where you have a conversation and on purpose, ask a question and be quiet with it. And Hello. even if it's with somebody that, you know, you're not trying to sell anyone, just start yes. having conversations with people and take note of how long it takes someone to answer. And then the next thing is when they ask you a question, take your time to answer. Yeah. I think everybody feels like they're on the timer. Don't you? Like, I, I feel that urge all the time. Somebody asks me a question. I'm like, oh God, I, I, I got to get, you know, right on this answer quickly. And your brain's just turning 8,000 right. RPMs. So yeah, I take, take a second. The, take the comfort crushing exercise and have a conversation with someone who doesn't know what you're up to. Make yeah. it a family member or a friend and count yeah. to 10 don't go one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Count to ten seconds. One Mississippi, two Mississippi. While, even if they've asked you a question, take ten seconds and watch how they're gonna say, "Are you still there? Everything okay?" <laughs> like, calm down. Take. So true. I, I'm telling you, I was on yep. the call. I was on a phone call last night with my brother, and he was like, "Are you there?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm listening." Yep. <laughs> I had to tell him I'm listening, and I wasn't doing the exercise. If you do this exercise, you'll see that you you will improve your sales because you're yeah. actively listening and take your time. It's okay to take your time. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I will add this. I don't, I don't feel like this thought necessarily could be like a whole episode in and of itself, but please don't um, put choices on the table for someone like, Hey, do, do you feel like you should do this or that? To, to the point of like your, your waitress uh, example, where they go to the table and they're like, oh, you know, the deal is the tomahawk steak, whatever, blah, blah, blah. So just ask a question without making right. a suggestion because you, that's a persuasion tactic, right? right? So we don't persuade. We've talked about this. We're going to be assertive, but we're not, not going to use aggressive persuasion tactics to try and like 
trick somebody into making a, a purchase. So we don't want to make those suggestive statements. We're simply asking a question to gather more information because that will allow somebody to trust us that much more. And that's what we need. And the exercise in, in that's just, that's just it. We get to a, you have to get to a point to be able to earn the right to ask the either or questions. Yep. You can't do that up front. If mm -hmm. you do that up front, you're, it, it's, it, again, those are manipulation tactics as opposed to finding out and discovery tactics. That's how yep. you help people. So when you help more, you sell more. Look at that. To close out the episode, you get the title of the show. <laughs> so thank you guys so much for listening today. Hopefully this action step helps you when you apply it right now. And that's really the key is just to go out there, take action and apply every single day. And that's our goal with these episodes. So keep listening. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast anywhere you find podcasts and Please, if you will, drop us a five star that helps us with the show very much because it allows it to be more visible on, you know, podcast platforms like Apple and Stitcher and Google, et cetera. So consider doing that for us. We appreciate you guys so much. You can find me anywhere. You can find uh, Burley Sales, B-U-R-L-Y, BurleySales.com, Burley underscore sales on Instagram and Burley Sales on Facebook. And Joe, where can they find you at? You can find me at S-O-S-D-O-J-O-E.com, S-O-S-D-O-J-O-E.com. SOSDojo.com. Perfect. All right. Thanks again, you guys. We'll be back here next week with another topic to help you make more sales by helping more people. Again, appreciate you watching and listening. Uh, we are on YouTube if you guys want to watch as well. That's another option, but we'll catch you on the next episode. See you guys.